This is CliffCentral.com. At Sibanye, we believe leaders are made, not born. We also believe we can create a sustainable legacy by helping to develop tomorrow's leaders today. We are proud of our partnership with the Leadership Platform and will continue to support leaders who are committed to growing our country. Sibanye, we are one. Visit us on sibanyagold.co.za. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Youth Leadership Platform. And as per usual, it's brought to you by Sibanye. Before we go any further, we like to get the legalities out of the way. So do note that the views and opinions expressed by the persons participating in the Youth Leadership Program hosted by Leadership Platform are those of the individual participants and do not necessarily represent the opinions or views of Sibanye Gold Limited. Sibanya is not liable for any damage, loss, or liability of whatsoever nature and however arising. So we're coming to you live from the wonderful Sibanya Academy. And the topic today, or the theme for today, is about entrepreneurship. And I've got a, a lovely um, audience, and I've got uh, very esteemed, very powerful, and very... Um, what's rigorous um, panel uh, with us today. So we'd love to go around and have the panel introduce themselves and we'll, we'll kind of lead the discussion from, from that angle. Ntabisile Puma, Executive Head for Stakeholder Relations, Sibanya Stillwater. Puseletso Masolani, a businesswoman. I'm the General Manager of Passmark Manufacturing Academy based in Ranfontein. Mariko Bemakopela, BP Ranfontaine, the owner. Tebo Khotlapi, the CEO of Mkutu Investments, um, based in Pakistan. Itumele Maselwani from UD Signage, the business owner. Tabo Shole Mashao, MD of Radio Small Business. So, prior to the show, we had a couple of breakaway sessions where um, our esteemed uh, panelists were leading discussions on a variable number of topics. One was branding, another was entrepreneurship uh, resilience, and they, they, they ranged from uh, different important topics that, that need to be covered to educate the entrepreneurs. What I'd love to start off with, um, looking back at some of uh, the conversations that were had in those breakaway sessions, uh, Marikobe, you, you, you spoke a lot on entrepreneurship resilience. And what moved me the most, which I want you to speak on, is how your first year of university, you were squatting. You did not have um, any food to eat. So it was, it was a constant struggle. And coming from a rural area. So from the lessons that you learned in those circumstances, how do we translate those lessons to what entrepreneurs can benefit from in running a business today? Thank you very much uh, for that question. I think um, from what we have discussed with the team is everything is possible if you believe in it. And I was also telling them that there will always be the, the, the wall in front of you. But as a person, you need to push as much as you can. Mm. And they always say the sky is the limit. But I say go beyond the sky mm. if you are able. And um, one of the things that encouraged me with the people that I was with is 
I don't think any of them is struggling with resilience. That's the reason why they are here. Mm. They've got a hope and they're still, they're still fighting. It shows, uh, to me, it shows that they're here to stay and yes. they're not discouraged irrespective of the issues that they're currently facing. Yes. Thank you. Now, going from that rural setting, getting through university, facing those challenges, and then just right after making your first milestone, getting a job, um, starting to get an income, being able to finance yourself. Now you get into business wanting to own your first BP that, that, that you currently own. And then you still face more problems. A lot of the entrepreneurs start businesses and then they run businesses. And then because a lot of businesses do not get to a point of profitability, so they, they just let go of their businesses and give up along the way. What are some of the things that you'd want to tell such entrepreneurs? I think, you know, it's true when you run a business, there's ups and downs. And I think it's actually a very relevant question at the moment. Running a service station at BP, uh, Ranfontaine, where there is 13 service stations that I'm currently uh, competing with. And as Sister Bissila said, mining doesn't stay forever. And Ranfontaine is mm. one of those um, a towns where um, it's, it's, it's mainly dependent on mining and because nothing is happening in mining, everything is going down. So I've learned that um, relationship building and going to people and asking for business, that, that helps. Knocking doors, going to municipality and just a forum like this made me realize that one has to go an extra mile to look yes. for the business. And um, it, it becomes tough um, when, you, when you are in an environment where it's predominantly men. You yes. know? It's also even tougher when you are female and you are black. Mm. You know? So you, as I said, you always fight against all odds. And being a very religious person as I am, I'm one person who says prayer comes handy in my life. Mm. If it's tough, I know God is able. And I've carried that all my life to say he's able and he's willing. And just to tell everybody out there as youth or anybody who's aspiring to have a business that all of us, we need a base. Yes. And I always say, unless, unless the Lord built the house, we labor in vain. Mm. And anything that anyone needs, you are able to reach it. Yes. Just have tap into the right direction and talk to the right people. Somebody somewhere will open. I love how you mentioned um, the, the, the basics and, you know, setting the base and setting the tone for what you want to achieve, which is, which is what I walked, um, walked in um, on Tulani speaking about, the fundamentals of business. A lot of uh, businesses and a lot of businesses that are started by black people from townships, they, they, they seem to neglect the fundamentals. What, 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 can, you, what can you speak to that? Well, thanks for the opportunity again. I think one of the topics that we discussed in the, our plenary session is that what my experience has taught me that I'm in the past manufacturing space. Yes. Which is by and large mostly dominated by predominantly white owned entities. Yes. Now what gives them the edge in this case is that they comply to the basics. The basics would be your compliance issues like your tags, your SARS, as it were, your your CIPC, your BEE, and all those necessary compliance documents. And you find yes. that a lot of black-owned startups don't have those things. Mm. And that's, that 
that, that basically stops them or disables them from participating in the economic cycle. And as such, you find that a lot of 80% of the businesses that are starting in the townships mm. don't make it to the next phase. Yes. Because they don't, they mostly depend on uh, contacts, networking, mm. but they don't want to do the fundamentals, which is what I think, in my opinion, is a big, big, big hindrance to, to starting up most of the, 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 the companies. So speaking to somebody that just founded a business or has a business that they want to grow, what are the most important um, elements that you you feel that every entrepreneur should have in place um, as a start that will help them to propel their business to where it needs to go? I think, look, what's important for me, or according to me, yes. is, is, is in whatever venture you're going to undertake, try and do as much research as possible. Okay. Um, government and many companies, as we discussed in our plenary, is that they've got a lot of information and people don't venture into that ordinarily. They prefer word of mouth or whatever the case might be. Mm. But if you take time to go into these government agencies and ask for information and get that, it's very important. And once you get the information, be able to segmentalize the information Put it in such a way that it's going to assist you. Yes. Now, your basics would be to do the necessary company registration, for okay. example, to follow the SARS. And I keep on emphasizing on the SARS, SARS issue yes. because I know it's a problem. And, 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 and understand how the financial cycle works okay. from an accounting and, and, and bookkeeping point of view. I think those, for me, are the basics sort of what you need to get into the, main, into, into the business cycle. Hmm. Th- thank you very much um, for, for that. I hope. A lot of the people that will be listening to this and uh, our wonderful guests that we have uh, are picking up a lot from our panelists. And Tabo spoke on branding. And he introduced a a very um, wonderful concept that I walked in on him doing. And he was speaking on the who, what, went, who, what, when, where, why, and how of branding. And, and I'd like you to, 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 to speak about that and help entrepreneurs understand why is it important to understand or answer those questions when starting a business. Thanks very much. Um, I think one of the very first things that we dealt with were the very basics because I, I tried to steer away from the jargon of marketing and communication, which can become cumbersome yes. for an ordinary person. When you start in your business, you start in your business, yes, to add value, but also to make profit out of it. So a lot of entrepreneurs don't have an opportunity to then invest in personal branding exercises, in uh, advertising and uh getting their word out there and particularly personal branding because your business must also be consistent with who you are as an individual and your principles, values play a massive role in how you do business and where your business will go. We've heard from uh, uh, one of the ladies here saying that she's resilient and she was able to stick it out because of her principles and values. So those principles... um, Irrelevant as they may seem to profit making, they are intricately linked to uh, the process of your business becoming successful. So we looked at the five W's and an H. Yes. The what, when, why, how, and so on. And we were trying to find out who are you? Why are you getting into your business? Okay. 
when will you get when do you think you'll get where you want to go yes. how are you going to get there which is the final the action part of it but also if you don't have your why it's very difficult to then become resilient because you don't have a reason to stay in 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 in, in that relationship yes. with your business so there's and no philosophy that that precedes everything that you do sure and and motivation because i mean as we have all seen in the uh, real state of entrepreneurship survey 2017 in south africa mentioning that a number of businesses fail one because of uh lost or slow business that they're okay. getting inability to get funding is one of them but also uh, not being able to withstand the difficulties and we come from communities where Difficulties are real. You don't have an opportunity. Before you start your business, you don't even have a car. You don't have, you have to take two taxis to attend a business meeting. Yes. You have to, so uh, the obstacles are, the odds are, are stacked against us, particularly yes. as African communities. So it's truly not easy and I'm not making excuses. So to see a whole lot of young people here being where they are, it's a massive encouragement to all of us. It says that they are truly committed and they want to get there. Mm. And before we even try to uh, insult them or discourage them by saying they don't have this, they're not doing this, we need to congratulate them because they are sitting here as employers, not as employees. Very true. And in schools, we were taught to being to become employees. You finish school and you're thinking, oh, my CV must be perfect so that I can please an employer. And you're not thinking my CV must be good so that I can become an employer. Yes. And employ others yes. So that's the mentality that we're dealing with You, you, you spoke a bit about failure Which is, is, is a point I'd like to bring uh, Debucha on um, He made a very powerful example about uh, Pedris Mutsipe That when he started out in mining He had a focus, he had a niche He mastered the niche He took care of his niche And he succeeded in that Then Mamelodi Sundowns and everything else came later so to, to make a point to, to, to the students that were attending that when you start a business, find a niche, master your niche, diversify later. Why? Okay, thank you for that question. You know, uh, we always say it's very important uh, to understand that in business, you are just like a baby. You are going to start by crawling first. Yes. And then you can start walking. And then after walking, you'll start running. So... We are trying to do away with a mentality where people want to believe that they can do everything. Yes. And uh, that happens out of excitement. Sometimes it happens out of being desperate. So we are saying, I mean, if I'm sitting there as uh, the LED manager of any other company or the enterprise development manager of any other company and you come to me and you actually want to tell me that uh, you can do 50 things at the same time. I'm not going to take you serious. Yes. Because you yourself, you don't actually know what is it that you're actually doing. You should be able to say, out of everything that I love doing in life, uh, how am I going to prioritize and have your bottom three uh, uh, interests in terms of business and thereafter still look at your number one priority. Mm. Once you've got a priority, it's the one that you're going to say, okay, if I'm into manufacturing, I'd like to manufacture buses like uh, bus magnets. Yes. Then uh, you are going to do a thorough research on bus manufacturing because then you know that's where your focus is. Mm. And therefore, once you start approaching people looking for funds and opportunities, you'll be speaking from one single point. Mm. And people would easily understand you because you'll have a 
thorough knowledge of the subject matter. Yes. So you won't be telling us about painting instead of talking about buses. So it's very important uh, that we focus on that to say, if you're an entrepreneur, you do your research, focus on one thing, make sure that you master it. Because remember, when you enter into uh, the entrepreneurial field, you still need to prove a point. Yes. You can't prove a point when you speak about 60 things. Mm. But you come with one, you buy the confidence, you gain the trust. And then we are able to say, this is our man. He knows what he's doing. Yes. Then it's easy for you after you've made money, you've matured, you've put structures in place, you've got relevant people that are working in your company. That can actually take care of your company when you're not there. Mm. And you can start saying, now it's time for me to diversify. Yes. But you don't just start by diversifying. Mm. And I'd like to applaud uh, Sibanye uh, Stillwaters for taking the right direction. For the past six years, we've been very vocal about us as a country focusing on wrong things. For a very long time, we've been focusing on what we call enterprise development mm. instead of focusing on what we call entrepreneurial development. Entrepreneurial development essentially looks at developing the jockey. You as an entrepreneur first. That's why this training is very important and critical because we cannot run uh, into developing your business when you, the guy who's supposed to be taking care of the business, is not uh, uh, really sure of what you're doing. Yes. So, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I, th I think in a nutshell we're saying do what you do, make sure you know what you're doing, and the world will listen to you. You know, the, the, the first two guys that started McDonald's were... There, there were a couple of restaurants and uh, takeaway uh, places, but they made sure that they mastered what they did in, in a sense that they improved their oper operational turnaround time to be more efficient than the others. So that made them very competitive. They could serve a lot more people in less amount of time. You fast track to today, McDonald's is about selling the service, not actually the, the burgers, which a lot of people overlook. So now I'd, I'd like to, before I let you go, you spoke about uh, linkages as well, uh, the power of collaboration, that you, you can't do everything. Um, you, you are one person. At certain points in time, you need to collaborate with fellow um, business people to get the job done. What, what, what's, the, what's the value in that? Look, the rationale there is we all know that uh, your network is equals to your net worth. So in everything that you do, like earlier on, I spoke about the QTRC model yes. that I uh, actually introduced to the guys to say, the first thing that you need to strive for in your business is to make sure that you provide a good quality service. So the Q stands for the quality. And T stands for time. Because uh, in most cases, especially uh, black young entrepreneurs, they've got a thing that we need to really strongly talk about. When it comes to time, they need to be on time and make sure. Because if you are claiming to be a professional, that's where it starts. And uh, we spoke about the R, which is being resourceful. So that's where the linkages come from. I made an example that in my company, uh, then go to uh, Toilet Hire Services, we are rendering services to very big events. Like tomorrow, uh, there's a spring fiesta in the East End. Yes. Last year, uh, they had about 15, over 15,000 people who attended the event. Mm. Now, we've got uh, to service them and provide them with about 178 ablutions uh, for the event itself. On the other hand, uh, there's a, one of the big churches in the West End that is also having a very big function. So now, in terms of capacity, we can only serve uh, uh, one of those events. However, because of the linkages, I was able to call one of our, of, of our associates to say, hey, can you please come and assist us because we've got two big functions. 
we're still making money, they're still making money. Mm. But it's because of those linkages and relationships that we are able to build capacity for our businesses. Mm. This thing of uh, being greedy and wanting to do everything yourself, it's old school. Yes. And we need to do away with that mentality. Mm. Thanks. We, we have to look at the bigger picture. When more than one person benefits, we, we all benefit because we're building an economy that's going to benefit all of us at the end of the day. Um, I'll, I'll get back to the panel. Um, right now, I want um, the participation of um, our lovely guests. So whoever's ready with the first question can, can come through and ask uh, a question to, to our panel. I'm Dawmudis. I'm from Begastal, uh, Brabus Ventures. Thank you. I, just, I started by thanking the panel, you know, for their humility and relating their secrets of success. And I also have a confession to make to, to Lisile. You know, I'm the one who wrote about uh, uh, the mining, life of the, the life expect, ex, expectancy, you know. It was good to get your insights on that, you know. Uh, and I, I also want to say uh, we appreciate what you are doing, you know. I'm one of the first people who are part of the uh, construction uh, incubator, you know, looking to go into the, the stream of paint manufacturing. Thank you. All right. We will take another question. Thank you. Um, my name is Princess, and I'm from Define Phoenix Media. My question would be coming to you, Ms. Tobile. Tobile, I believe. Yes. Um, as an entrepreneur, I, always, I also happen to own a soccer team. So I would like to know, you as a BP manager or a BP garage owner, do you do CSR or do you handle it like many other franchises? You know how these big companies uh, operate. They'll say, no, you can't come to us. You can go to the head office or so. I just want to know if you are involved in that manner. Thank you. Thank you for the question. Yes, um, BP is a franchise. So everything that you do, you need to, to report to the head office like any other franchise because they wouldn't want to see their brand being anywhere else where you don't tell them. And the other reason why is the spec of whatever that you do in terms of the, um, maybe the t-shirts or whatever that you want to sponsor has to come from them. And yes, we do work on the CSI. We work very close to, with the municipality. So whatever that they need, we come and sit down and talk about, uh, whatever that we can do as a company. Okay. Thank you for the opportunity. My name is Ntompe. Jacob Molote. I'm from Kuto, Caltenville. Uh, I was happy uh, when uh, Mam uh, Puma uh, saying there's incubation that is running on Lebanon. Uh, I'm part of that incubation that is running on Lebanon. But uh, I'm very much disappointed as a young person who are in the incubation. The incubation has been running for uh, four to five months not having the contract, I would like to ask from you basically to understand, to say as much as you want to see young entrepreneurs going somewhere with manufacturing, where are the legalities? 
from your side as the management how do you deal with such issues basically that are affecting young entrepreneurs sitting five months not having a contract but knowing you are looking for something that might benefit also the community also creating and uh, employment that is affecting south africa as we are sitting there as young people we always ask ourselves where our entrepreneur life life spam went to as you've said about the life spam to say their minds the life spam it's short thank you so much uh, for that question and and i think i we do acknowledge that the processes of the incubator it, it, it in actual fact last year you guys have started in f- for five months now should have just been set up but we took a, a, an approach that says while we are busy working with the setup and i'm sure you'll see at the incubator roofs are going to be fixed stuff are going to be fixed we didn't want to wait until all the logistics were in place. So your contracts, I think it's a matter of us finalizing with the service provider. But had we waited, we would have actually only been able to bring you guys on board probably only now. And sometimes you need to take a linear approach, but sometimes you actually need to take a parallel approach to processes. So the training that you're undergoing, we, we hope that it's been useful, but the legalities that come with it, we are actually finalizing those. As I said, you would probably know you are in an area that is not proclaimed, therefore trying to get lease agreements and all the agreements in an area that is actually not proclaimed from a municipal perspective has been very challenging also on our side. So please be patient. I think in the next month or so, we would have sorted out all those legalities. Uh, thank you. Uh, my name is Karaborale Awa, and I'm representing my company, which is called Vaamambo Africa Group. I'm from Wedela. Uh, my question goes to Mam Tabisile. Uh, as we all know that mining is a very technical uh, like uh, field, and now, however, as a business people from around, uh, young business people, would like to tap into the space of uh, partnering up with companies that are established, especially when it comes to engineering, uh, when it comes to uh, manufacturing of box funds, box, box funds in the underground. So uh, I would like to know that, do you have processes and do you have criterias uh, or an approach that you use in order to match us with those established companies so that we can grow? and have uh, companies that can be able to, to, to work even outside the mining field. Thank you. Thank you for the question. I'm unfortunately not from supply chain, so I would like to take your details and have them provide you with a much more detailed uh, question. But on other issues other than technical that some of us have an impact on, we've actually been able to do that. Earlier, I alluded to the fact that on cleaning services, on other things, we've actually brought big companies together with small companies. In Rustenburg, currently, the signage contract has been awarded to a big company, but we've brought a young person who's never really done signage but is interested. So we are going to partner with them to make sure that they learn how to design, they learn how to manufacture with a view that in the long term, actually either they would JV or the young uh, player can actually get a bigger share of the signage contract. So in some areas we've started, but in the technical space, I'm not uh, in a position to answer, but I'm happy to take your details. Okay, thank you. My name is Mvuiz. I'm from Playbank, Yale Cartonville. I am representing JBM Trading. That is my company. I'm dealing with waste product. I'm doing recycling. 
So my main purpose is to produce a biodiesel and biopetrol. So that's why I'm here. I need advice as a young person to go through that business. That's that's actually very interesting. Uh, biodiesel and biopetrol. It's something that the oil companies are actually looking at. If you go to your BPs and your Shell and your Caltex, we were actually talking about it in the last two weeks into the transformation team. I want you to do more research on it, uh, on the on the biodiesel and the bio uh, uh, biopetrol. You can also uh, either I'll send out my details and I can send you to the right people on how you can go about it because it's something that not only the oil companies, the government is looking into, just alternative energy. Uh, good day. My name is Tori So Chiambi. I'm from ATT Group. Uh, I'm representing a group of companies, but my, my questions will be directed to Mam Tuli, the first one. I want to know, actually it's not a question, I want to, to check with you. Uh, as young companies, uh, I've been struggling uh, to get access to your mining dumps. Uh, I want to, to check with you, where can I, can I start, who should I contact, and uh, what is the possibility of getting one or two mining dumps? Because I'm currently trading in the field of uh, producing concrete. So uh, my challenge is that I don't make too much profit because I'm, 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 I'm currently getting supplied by Stone and Allied. So I saw a need for, 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 for the, for, actually I saw a need for the company to get its, its mining dump so that we can produce our own stones, uh, and so that we can supply our own stones to our own plants. We're currently having one plant in, in, in the Western for, to produce concrete, readily mixed concrete. And then my second one, my second question, actually this one is a question. Uh, my question is that, uh, Mam Tuli, again, Mam Tabsil, Again, we, we are having a problem as young entrepreneurs in, in the West End, not only uh, myself, that we've seen a gold mine, because I think it's the core thing that we are here today. Uh, some of us, when I came here, I thought hey, I'm going to get a vendor number or something, but only to find out that we came for a session, uh, to, 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 to a, a dialogue session, where we'll share ideas and everything. But Mam Tuli, can you, can you at least assist us Okay, Mam Tuli, can you at least assist us on, on, on the issue of, 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 of getting those uh, vendor numbers and issues of getting uh, 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 that Aribe portal thing? Because we are having difficulties and it's, it's been a long due time. Thank you. Thank you so much. On the mine dumps, I uh, will have to get your details because it would need to be important for us to understand where you have identified them and also who owns those resources. So we'll do that offline. In terms of the registration to Ariba, it's been very clear that it's very difficult for people to register on Ariba. As I said in initially, we do have training sessions where we help people firstly register on the portal, make sure that all the right uh, 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 requirements are fulfilled so that people can at least get to potential vendor status. But I think what we can commit to to do today is all of you who are in this system, we can organize a special session actually, training from, from supply chain for them to actually take you through the process so that you can understand how to to load but what we'll also give you is a is a leaflet which we have that tells you what are the next steps that you you would need to do to go into Ariba. I must hasten to say that while people are struggling a lot of the problems we're finding is people don't load all the relevant documentation on Ariba and until and unless you have complied with all of them you know it would be your SARS it would be your 
all the clearances that you need, your police, um, your credit record, your criminal status and all of that, until you've loaded it, the system doesn't also pick you up. However, I think I can make a commitment that if we are able to send an invitation back to you, for those who have not registered on the system, we will take you through. For those who have registered in the system, we will just need to understand what are the blockages that you are seeing so that you can understand that you first must become a potential uh, vendor. Once you have uh, gotten business, then you, you get to become a, a vendor in the system. So that's the commitment we can make on that, on, on that regard. Thank you very much, uh, Tabisile. We, we, have, we have two um, team leaders that attended the breakaway sessions, and we would love to hear your, your takeaways from what you learned from, from the various uh, break sessions that, that you attended. We'll start with Idumile. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Uh, through the work sessions, uh, I've actually learned two things that were explained because of we were actually dealing with the personal branding topic, and one one of the one two of the the, the things that we have learned is number one, communication, constant communication. Uh, one thing that through this. Uh, through this session is that one you, you need to be constantly communicating with your target market because of the more you keep quiet it becomes a chain of communication and the messaging that you started with ends up being communicated wrongly mm. for instance uh, one of the things that I, I actually learned was coca-cola constantly communicates their messaging and therefore, one person does not misinterpret the communication. It becomes a constant communication throughout. And one of the things that we do as entrepreneurs is that we don't commu constantly communicate with our consumers. And the wrong message ends up and an interpretation of how your business is and how your business operates becomes the final product due to that. Mm. That was one of the aspects that was communicated. The second aspect was the personal branding. Okay. The personal branding would be you as a person, what guides you? Like the, the, the five Ys and the H. That plays a crucial part in your, you in terms of making your decisions. For instance, uh, you cannot talk about integrity and honesty if you're not a person that tells the truth. Yes. Then you'd be guided. Like, your 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 personal brand should be guided by who you are and what you represent. Mm. So through that topics, that what that's what I have learned, and through the decisions that you make, will be based on you as a personal brand and what you believe as a person, and what you stand for, and what you Thank stand for. Thank you very for. much. In our breakaway session, we spoke about um, maturing entrepreneurs. Okay. And uh, we touched on a few pointers. And one of the pointers is that you need to uh, get your house in order first in terms of documentation, getting your documents in check and making sure that you comply. And the other uh, topic that we touched on is that you as a person, you need to package yourself in a way that when you put yourself forward, you're able to be taken seriously and people can actually sit up and 
listen to you and they take note of what you're actually saying. So uh, what th- those are the um, topics that we touched on in terms of maturing um, entrepreneurs. Thank mm. you. Now, Tabisila and the team put this together so that when we walk out of here today, we have something that we've learned from the wonderful guests that they, they, they sourced out. So my next question will be um, just one thing that you're going to do differently and one thing that you're going to initiate when you get home from what you've learned from here. And this is going to go out to everyone, really, that wants to, to come in, say their piece. I would say do a lot of research, uh, read a lot of relevant material that would assist you in um, going forward and actually uh, being the best that you want to be in whatever that you want to do. Mm. Uh Basically, and everyone else that would love to, to join in the conversation. Basically, this uh, session, uh, what I've actually took out from it is number one, constantly communicate with your consumers. And number two, protect, protect your brand, your okay. personal brand. Be careful of what you do and when you do it. Mm. 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 Okay, seeing, seeing that we, we don't have takers... What, I, what we'll do now is let, let's hear from the people that were, were, were presenting our guests to under a minute, if you had to share the knowledge that you shared in the breakaway sessions under a minute, what would you say to an entrepreneur? We'll start off with Butabo. Uh, yes. <laughs> Putting me on a spot. Um, what I would share is, I think it has been said, your personal brand needs your protection. And your protection comes from the people that you hang around with, how you present yourself. It cannot be that every single day you are at Chesanyama getting drunk and yet asking for business from people. And uh, you don't even know your name. Uh, after, I mean, all of us must have fun, I understand. But it cannot be that... Your business and your lifestyle are two different things altogether. Because sooner, especially as entrepreneurs, yes, Sibanye can afford to do that because they've got resources to uh, pump into uh, the brand. But we don't have that. When someone sees you, they see your small business. So there must be consistency between your actions and the values of your business. Uh, you can't have it any other way. And you are the only person out there to protect that brand. <laughs> uh, my mine is that uh, whatever you do, make sure that you follow your heart, listen to the voice within, and more than anything else, everything that you do, it must be driven by a certain purpose. So be passionate. If you are in business, yes, we all go into it for money, but be passionate because let me tell you, when things are not going well, that passion is the only thing that is going to save you and your business. Mm. So make sure that in whatever you do, you do a proper research and you go for what is doable and what you actually would love to do more than anything. Thanks. Mm. For me, I want to say, um, you guys can do it. You can do it against all odds. It took Sarah 25 years to have the promised child. You can do it. One step at a time. Thank you. Uh, for me, I'd like to say that uh, you can create anything you want in life. It is all up to you. 
but also you must be held accountable for whatever you create and take full responsibility for it. And in light of that, fear nothing. And even if there are challenges, one person said, when there's turbulence in the air, you don't find the aeroplane stopping. So you need to keep on moving forward. But more than anything else, I'd like to steal a, a, a value from Subanyu which says accountability. And it says accept account responsibility and the consequences, and consequences of your actions. So it's very important that when you give birth to a business, see it through. Even if you fail, continue with it. At least there is a lesson. There's no failure. There's only lessons in life. Thank you. Now, Sister Tabisile, you, you and the team have put this together. And personally, I know you as, as, as a well uh, of, of, of wisdom. What, what are some pearls that you, you'd love to give to the young entrepreneurs that have joined us today? Look, I think two things for me. Uh, a journey of a thousand steps starts with one, and this is a very significant step that you've taken with us. So we would like you to hold us accountable to, to, to the partnership that we would like to start with you. Uh, that's the first one. But secondly, the time is now for young black business people to rise and take the opportunities because there are many. The only challenge is don't look for what is already there because there's a solution. Look for something that is different, that is uniquely you, that can niche you even in the things that already exist. Thank you very much for that. Uh, we have time for just one more question. Um, thank you. Uh, my name is Nukpong Ampambo. Um, I represent a company called Little Trading Enterprises. Um, my question is for, I don't know if it's a question or I don't know, it's a guideline, but I would like to direct it to Mom to listen. Um, it's, um, is, uh, Mama, is there a way for, like Sibanya has got, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, service providers or um, vendors, yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, now, we, I have found personally that the, some of the vendors, there are some things that the vendors supply, yeah, the suppliers, maybe they can supply maybe something to the company, and then there's a gap on that supplier that I know that I can service them, that I can supply, that I can service the supplier. But now we find that the suppliers on the, again, now we are trying to f find business in any way that we can. So you look for gaps, you look for loopholes, any way that you can. So I have found that the suppliers use people that are not registered. They use cheap labor instead of using us, of which maybe I can do that particular job, but they are not um, using us. As you, Like I'm a startup. So is there a way that Sibanya can influence the suppliers on the database already that are doing the big, uh, the big guys that already rendering a service to accommodate at us as well to be their suppliers if they can do that because um, I'm st right now I've got a problem with that right now and I'd really love the supplier to give me the job so can you help us ma'am Thank you for that comment and I'm sure you heard Anthea alluding to that fact earlier that we're actually trying to partner people but you also need to recognize that it's those people's businesses we cannot impose 
And therefore, much as we have transformation imperatives that we put upon the suppliers, who they eventually get into bed with remains their business uh, imperative. But what we have done, and that is why we've started this program for young people, is because on the other side, something that we're not mentioning is we're actually talking about the same things that we are talking to you to established businesses. For them to recognize that it is not a nice thing to do. It is a business imperative for them to actually transform and assist young businesses in areas where we operate to grow. And I can tell you we're not facing a lot of resistance. If if there is, and there's a specific case that you'd like for us to, to assist with youth, the, the least that we can do is to remind them of our imperatives. But I need to caution the fact that we can never ask X to get in bed with Y because they it's their business, how they run it, with who they want to run it is important. But as a part-time business person myself, I'll tell you, you have to learn to knock at the door until it is open if that door is the right door. And you've got to be able to begin to say the right things mm. to the people. It's no, and, and, and if, if I digress a little bit, when I was growing up, you know, Unokoma, the guy who said it the best out of five guys that you thought you liked. It is exactly the same context in business. You've got to propose to them until they accept you, but you cannot demand. And I think the culture that we sometimes have of demanding, it's actually what is making more doors close than open. So may I appeal to you and many other young people, it is not your right to have a part in their business, but there's a proposition that you will give them that will make business sense for them to actually open the door. And she, as she says, resilience, persistence, personal branding is everything when it comes to playing that game. Hmm. We'd like to thank everyone that uh, participated today, um, both those um, who have been part of the conversations and those that uh, listened. would like to thank Sibanya Stillwater for, for this pleasant opportunity that we had. Our guests as well that have given us a wealth of, of knowledge. And I hope that we're going to take away a lot from today. And this Youth Leadership Platform podcast and show was brought to you by Sibanya Stillwater. From myself and the Leadership Platform team, we out. South African. I carry the hopes and dreams of my country and the generations to come. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanye, we believe the future of our country will be defined by our actions today, which is why we are committed to the development of our leaders. Sibanye, we are one. Visit us on sibanyegold.co.za. This is cliffcentral.com.